Welcome to my canning cellar, episode 14, When Soft Fruit Needs Forgiving. My last five bananas were getting soft, and while I like to eat them that way, cold right out of the fridge, I knew I wouldn't eat these quick enough. So I looked up banana jam and saw that it couldn't be easier. All I needed was two cups of smushed bananas, and my five large ones made exactly two cups. And I needed two cups of sugar, and two tablespoons of lemon juice. Bananas are a higher pectin fruit, so I didn't need to add any commercial pectin. The lemon juice was to help balance out the pectin, which is the fiber in the fruit, and the sugar was to help set the jam. The sugar works with the natural pectin and the fruit acids to not only set the jam, but to help preserve the color and to prohibit mold growth. As I was going to water bath my jam, I wasn't worried about mold growth anyway. Because I knew I would be processing for at least 10 minutes, I didn't bother to sterilize my jars first. I only set them in hot tap water until I was ready for them. I didn't want to pull out my large water bath canner, so I put a metal pie plate in the bottom of my vintage Dutch oven, put in some hot water out of the tap, and then I got it boiling. I put the smushed bananas, the sugar, and the lemon juice together in a medium-sized pot and I let it come to a boil, stirring occasionally, and then I let it simmer for five minutes. Then, using my canning funnel, I filled three hot eight-ounce jelly jars and one half-full four-ounce jar, and the four-ounce one I had to put in the fridge for immediate use because I realized that it has a smaller size mouth than the jelly jars, so all my lids were too big. I wiped down the rims of the jars using only water, and for greasy foods, I do use white vinegar. And then I put on the lids and then the rings, which I only finger tightened. The three jars went into the canner. I added enough hot water to cover the jars by an inch. I put the cover on, and once it came back to a boil, I started the timer for 10 minutes. Once the 10 minutes were up, I took the jars out using my jar lifter, and I set them on a dish towel on my little table to the side of my kitchen. Normally, I use two inches of water above the jars in the canner, but because these would only need to process for 10 minutes, I knew that one inch would be enough. I also had five pears that were getting beyond soft, so I washed them, I peeled them, and I removed any part that was brown. Because I didn't have enough pears to make two cups, I added a drained can of apricots, and then I smushed the pears and the apricots together using my vintage handheld potato masher. And then I put them in a pot with two cups of sugar and two tablespoons of lemon juice. I didn't find a recipe for pear jam that didn't require me to use several pounds of pears, so I just did what I did for the banana jam and hoped for the best. After I let that mixture simmer for five minutes, I used my handheld immersion blender on it to totally meld the ingredients together and remove any chunks. I did the same water bath method that I did with the banana jam, letting it process for 10 minutes after the rolling boil. And I got five jelly jars of what I later labeled as pear apricot sauce. I think it'll be pretty good on chicken and pork, and possibly also mixed into plain yogurt. In hindsight, had I thought it through before jumping into these two small projects, I could've, should've, would've done the two batches together at the same time, in either my stovetop canner or my digital canner. One of my banana jams didn't seal, so I just put it in the fridge to use up. I liked it well enough on my toast the next day, but my husband sure wishes I had put the bananas into homemade banana bread instead, as he's not a jam user normally. 
but I'm sure my mother-in-law will enjoy as much as she enjoys my homemade grape jelly and my cranberry orange jam. And there was just nothing as easy-peasy as making the banana jam and the pear apricot sauce. I did some research about jam making, and I read that it was in the 1800s that people started making homemade jams and jellies, and that was due to the drastic drop in the price of white sugar. Many home canners back then used what is called the open kettle method, in which the boiling jam would be poured over the boiling hot jar, and it usually overflowed the jar with the jam. This was said to kill the bacteria inside and outside of the jar. Then the canner would put a lid on that had been simmering in boiled water. Reading through some Facebook canning groups, I have seen that some folks still do a version of the open kettle method. Although for me, I think because I'm often a messy canner, I'll stick to what I already do. And if someone doesn't want to bother canning their jams or their jellies, they can just make up a batch and just leave them in the refrigerator and just keep an eye on them for spoilage. And if you want to use less sugar, that's fine, as long as you're putting it in the refrigerator. And again, just keep an eye on it so it doesn't stay there too long and get moldy. If you're wondering why you need to add sugar at all, it's not just to make the jam or the jelly sweet. Because when you first start cooking down your jelly, you're removing moisture. Bacteria loves moisture. But your sugar will attack the cell walls of the fruit, and then all that moisture will start being drawn out. And it's called maceration. And because I want to help my jam the best I can to remove as much liquid as possible in the few minutes of simmering, I use a wider mouth pan. And I also follow the guidelines from many people saying, don't double your jam recipe. If I had more bananas or more pears or more apricots, I would have looked for a recipe that would allow me to use that many. And I always use a non-reactive pan, which is non-aluminum and not cast iron. So thank you again for visiting my canning cellar. And I'd really appreciate it if you would take a few minutes to leave me a review and a five-star rating. It would help get people to notice me in podcast land. So thanks again. Talk soon. Stay safe.